BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, welcome to BeastNet. Today you got a special episode with Brother Boggs. Talk with Mario Guza, who is now a Beast Ambassador coming to us from wonderful Idaho. How are you doing tonight, Mario? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself and kind of tell us who you are and uh, and what you're about. All right, cool. Um, so uh, they introduced me. My name is Mario Giza. Uh, I am, I just finished my first double trifecta uh, with Spartan. Uh, it's been three years. My journey started three years ago uh, with obstacle course racing. Um, I've always been a fat guy, so. Uh, this is what motivates me. It's what gets me off the couch, what gets me going. And uh, I'm just, I'm just excited to be part of, you know, the, the entire atmosphere of obstacle course racing and just, you know, being able to meet up with um, Beast OCR has taken it to a next level. So I'm excited for this upcoming year and what's in store for 2020. That's awesome. Um, I think I remember reading that you were fairly new to the beasts, but uh, you come at it with a lot of enthusiasm. Does that sound like a, a good way of describing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I met Ted. Um, anytime I say Ted, people know him. So I met Ted um, because of Groot, <laughs> his little Groot that he would uh, post all the time, and I started following him, and, and then I actually ran into him at a super in Utah. Uh, last year, 2018, um, and since then, I slowly got connected to the Beast Wad um, at Albert Lou's place, the Idaho Movement Academy, and I tried to go to every single month. Um, I tried to go to every single month, but it just, you know, it didn't work out, but I've every single one I get to go to, I try to bring as many people as I can. I bring my two boys and it's just, it's exciting because I have a, a nine-year-old and a 15-year-old and I want them to be active and not on their phones all the time. So it's been good. It's been fun. Well, that's that's awesome. Being a, a parent and then trying to get your kids to get off the couch as uh, these days, they all seem to congregate on a couch or on a bed and sit there with their phones. Um, has your, has your, nine or 15 year old done any races with you or anything yet? Yes. Uh, my, um, my nine year old did his first, uh, trifecta in Boise. Um, so he got to run three races, um, this past year and he loves it. I mean, uh, he was bummed that he couldn't do competitive, uh, cause you have to be 10. Um, so he, he was pretty bummed, but he took second place, um, after he got trampled <laughs> at the starting line. And uh, he loves it. My oldest, he's actually gone with me. He's in a few of the um, the biggest team photos. Um, and he loves it as well. He's gone to Seattle. He's done his first beast in Seattle. Um, we've done a terrain race in Portland. He did the um, sprint in Boise and the super in Sacramento this year. So he completed his first trifecta when I completed my double trifecta. That's just awesome. My uh, 16-year-old has only done a couple warrior dashes, and she volunteers at a lot of the Spartan events. But as far as getting out there and, and pushing herself on a Spartan, 
She just looks at it and goes, yeah, that's a little more than I want to do. I don't mind going up and down the hills, getting a little mud on me. But the, the Spartans, I think, push a little too hard for her. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely a little tougher. I mean, we, we did our first terrain this year, and we didn't know what to expect because, again, we're still new. Like, the only uh, obstacle core racing that we've done has been a Spartan. And so when we did the terrain this year, it was like, wow, this is pretty – this is, like, for first-timers. And so it was definitely easier. A lot easier. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I saw on the muddies that they posted that a, a Spartan Sprint was one of the best first-timer races, and I'm sitting there scratching my head going, no, that's definitely not the best first-timer, something like a terrain. Or, <laughs> you know, the yeah. this year they came, out, they came out with Muddy Dash under the same uh, branding as terrain race, so I'm assuming Muddy Dash will be essentially the same as a terrain race without all the upper body with more mud so i'm looking okay look, yeah i'm looking forward to, was, to getting out and doing those i was curious about that because i actually did sign up for the one in may in washugo um so i was wondering how different it was to terrain and you kind of answered that <laughs> yeah i had a chance to talk with uh one of the race directors from terrain race before he uh actually left cool events and is venturing off on his own but Muddy Dash was uh, kind of his last creation for them on the way out. And in talking to him, it was basically something to replace the Warrior Dash as that that muddy, fun environment. So I'm okay. looking forward to it. They, it looked like they had some contraptions where, you know, you'll crawl through something and it just dumps a whole bunch of mud on you and stuff. So it, it's going to be fun, I hope. Um I can't say for sure until we get out there in, in May and get the chance to do it. Um, you know, we're going to probably do the one down in Washougal. We'll probably do the one in uh, McCleary. I don't know if you've ever thought about coming out to McCleary, Washington, um, just outside of Olympia. It's Terrain Race and Muddy Dash, and Dirty Dash, and a whole bunch of other ones do races there. And uh, right. by, comparison, by comparison to where Terrain Race was in Portland, um, it's a lot more of a an in between event between more of a more of a Spartan type, but not really because they got the big hills and stuff like that. So there's a little more challenge okay. to it. Um, I assume you did the Portland this year down for terrain race. Yeah, the Sherwin Sherwood Forest or Sher- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That what was we did. a that was a good looking place out there. Is a like you said a really really easy course. They just had the. Uh, the stuff that was upper body that was a little bit tougher for us round guys. <laughs> Their multi-rig was actually my favorite obstacle. Their multi-rig was a nice uh, challenge. That was the only challenge that was their multi-rig. Yeah, there, I did their uh, race up in Monroe, Washington. I think it was just a week or two before that. And I actually fell off the multi-rig when I was transitioning from the, the bar to one of the hanging ropes to a... Uh, to a ring and I fell and twisted up my ankle pretty good. Still got out and finished it up. But uh, that multi, that multi rig was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of my nemesis is whenever it comes to the rings, I have a problem with transitioning from one ring to the other. Yeah. It's definitely a tough thing to do. So last year <laughs> yeah. you did a, you did a double trifecta. Sounds like you did uh, Utah, Boise and a few others. Did you get down to Washougal to the big party? Um, so it, because it was the same day as the terrain in Portland, uh, I didn't, I didn't do it the right way. We ended up volunteering on Sunday and I got to see a few of the, of the beasts, um, at the tent. 
but we didn't get to do it. We we I actually did the cleanup crew. So technically, I ran the race. <laughs> um, got to do. I got to do a few obstacles. I I even got to do some photos. They took some pictures, and I got to get them. Um, so, I mean, that was that was pretty cool. But no, we didn't we didn't actually do that race. Yeah, that uh, terrain race. Uh, Hammer Kyle, he was out there running that one with me, and uh, we came across Eric Reisman and uh, and his gal, and they were trying to finish up real quick on the train race because they were racing to get up there to make their wave for the Wushugal Sprint. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I could have done both. Um, we had a little group. We had a group from Boise that actually. Um, uh, some of the beasts, actually, yeah, a few beasts from Boise. Uh, we did the terrain together. Um, Albert Lou was there, and a few others. Michelle and her son and her family. Um, so it, it was it was a good little present. Yeah, not bad. That's awesome. So yeah. here recently, um, Brian Kay's announced that you're a 2020 ambassador, and that with the changes to the ambassador program, you're an ambassador pretty much as long as, as you represent and you want to continue. Um, how's that, how's that strike with you being an ambassador this year? Oh, that sounds really cool. Uh, I, I'm excited. I actually was, I was very hesitant to even apply like the last month when they're asking about it or sharing about it. I was still pretty like, I don't know if, you know, cause I'm fairly new and I'm in Boise and most of all the events are on the coast. And so I know my schedule and how hard it is to, to go out. Um, but I, you know, I was asking a few different people and, you know, I, I definitely, I'm definitely a person that likes to share things or be on social media. And, you know, I like to um, talk about just things that are going on. And when I applied and then I found out that I got it, I was really excited. Um, so I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited. I'm trying to find out, who, who is in Idaho right now? I actually just posted a, a couple of posts on Facebook asking who's in this area. Cause I would like to do, you know, other than the B-Squad, I would like to do a meetup at a coffee shop or something just to look at our year schedule and see how we can do some trail runs or just some get togethers. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. When I first heard about beef and I I listened to the very first podcast, I think, but how the family how it became a family and everyone got together and we're just encouraging each other, like that's that was what uh, that's what got me hooked or wanted to get in, interested in it. And so that's kind of like out here. I would like to get people connected, um, bring people and get dirty together. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, A lot of our episodes on the podcast, we revolve around that community. Um, Even the the one that aired this morning, Um, you know, Jody talked about how since 2015, everything that has been everything to do with her racing has been all about the community doing the races together and how BSOCR just kind of exemplified the community that we want out there when we're racing and going back to yeah, the, you know, the original beasts, you go back to, to Hooper and, and Brandon Chin and Audra and some of the others. And 
you know, it's amazing just listening to them, how they started out as some people on meetup that decided to go and, and literally meet up and talk about going and doing some racing or something. Cause they didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to find other people. And then uh, here we are now, 2,300 members strong and growing uh, internationally. They they added a pro racer from Canada this year to our pro team. Yeah, and awesome. uh, that's our first expansion up there. And of course, BeastNet, uh, we just announced last week that we've gone international also, um, bringing in the fix from Surrey, BC to come in and host monthly specials for us. Yeah, so that's, that's great and exciting. It is. So around Idaho, we've got races. Uh, you know, you've got the Montana um, Super and Beast this year since they changed it up. And then you've got, of course, the, the Boise Sprint um, over just north of Spokane. You've got the OMAC Warrior Stampede. I'm trying to remember the name. There's another one, the Ultra, Ultra Fitness Series out of Spokane. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, I'll I'll try and send you messages whenever I come across races or race directors in your area Definitely. because there's there's a lot of expanding races over there and you know a big part of what we're focused for the podcast this year is race local and yeah. if you don't know if you don't know where the races are locally it makes it pretty hard to race local. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm on Facebook and events, and I'm always searching. I even downloaded this OCR app that you had to purchase, and uh, I'm always oh, it's got OCR buddy. Yeah, I'm always looking for races, um, just so like I can put on my calendar because I I do my whole year in the beginning of December, so I have to tell my boss how many days I need off. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you you say that. I've got a, a Word document that I'm still working on that breaks down my race series also. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny, you know, when we think about it, like um, how we prepare for all these races and just line them up. And, um, you know, like for me, that's what keeps me working, running, trying to go to the gym is because I look at my calendar and I see, I got a race in two weeks. I got a race next month. I got an ultra beast. I'm not ready for it. And, but yeah. So did you sign up for the Dallas ultra beast? Cause I hear that's where everyone seems I, to start. <laughs> I did not. Um, and I think I signed up for the worst one, but, um, with my schedule, um, I wish I could do the Montana ultra beast. Um, I did do Montana beast this year and it was awesome. Uh, that venue is uh, amazing and it's tough, <clears throat> but it falls under a weekend that I'm involved with a Harvest Crusade in Boise. So I have a uh, prior uh, engagement there, but I signed up for the Ultra Beast in Utah <laughs> and it's the first one there. Yeah, Utah was a, a venue that uh, Steve Hammond talked about being one of the toughest in North America. I think it was Utah. Kimberly and a couple others, so you definitely picked uh, a challenge to start with. I, guess. <laughs> I did. Um, it's funny too because when I did the super this year, I ran into Steve, and I and I just said, "Hey, man, this this venue has way too much land. We need to do an ultra beast here." And um, I saw it pop up in July, and I said, "Sweet, I can make a summer vacation for that trip." So it it's in there. That's awesome. Um, one thing I kind of skipped over, um, we talked about you being new to racing. What uh, 
What was the catalyst that got you off the couch and made you decide to start doing Spartan? Huh, the catalyst. Well, when I moved to Idaho, uh, it'll be four years on the 30th this month. Um, I wanted to be outdoors. I didn't want to, you know, stay inside and just be, you know, a homebody. Um, like I mentioned before, I've always been a big guy. Um, and when I moved here, I was probably around 250 <clears throat> and I'm only five, seven. So that's pretty big for a short guy. And, um, I, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to hike a lot and go outdoors. And, um, two of my buddies from church, uh, finished a, uh, the Boise sprint and they would talk to me about it. And, and they introduced me to an obstacle course gym here in Boise, um, Camp Rhino. So I went there and I thought everything in there was tough. There was no way I can jump over a wall or climb a rope. Um, but it was them that encouraged me to, to do the next year with them. So I had a whole year to train and I was still pretty scared because um, I, can, I can't do one pull-up. I can now, but I couldn't do one pull-up. And so in my brain, how the heck am I going to get over a five-foot, six-foot wall um, or climb a rope? Um, but they stuck with me and they helped me do that gym um, for the first part of it. And once I got up my first rope climb, I felt like I can do it. And then I um, uh, actually, one of my buddies um, that I ran the race with that encouraged me, he built these walls, the seven foot and the eight foot wall, but he had to move. So it's kind of weird how it all um, uh, circled back to, to Albert because he ended up giving his wall to Albert so the eight-foot wall that's at Albert Lou's house uh, at his gym is my buddy's that he built. And so I got to go train off of that. And then that's another way how I got connected with Beast. And, yeah, it was just friends. It was just people who encouraged me to, to get up and go. And it was just also in my mind that I don't want to live the same way. I didn't want to, you know, continue gaining weight and just, you know, being lazy, Um so that first year, I was at the gym every day, running every day, eating right, making meals. Um, not saying I do that now, but <laughs> uh, I've definitely slacked. But I'm still, you know, still in training mode. And I think I will always have that um, in the back of my head because I have a race to look forward to. And that's kind of a, a reason. Why I have a, a big calendar, three by five calendar in my walk in my closet. And so I walk by it every day and I see what's next and that just gets me motivated. And, but yeah, it was friends. It was friends that encouraged me to do it. And also just the mindset that I don't want to, I don't want to be stuck on the couch. I want to go outside. I live in Idaho. There's plenty of places to go outside and to, to run or walk a trail and, you know, just actually enjoying what you have outside. So, yeah. That's why. Yeah, you know, that state's just, it's a beautiful state over there. Uh, my dad lives over in Rathrum, so been over there, visited a few times, and just everywhere you look, it, it's beautiful. And you, know, you talked about, about Montana and how that makes it. It's the same thing there. You just get up there on top yeah. of that, get up on top of that, what was that, 3,900 foot elevation looking down over Flathead Lake, and you're like, yep, this is exactly why we do this. Yeah, it gives you it gives you some sense of like I accomplished, you know, so so much just to get up here. You know, I've I've hiked small little little hills or you know, and 
But when you do something like that and you look down and you see the entire lake and you see what you've done and you've carried a sandbag up there too. <laughs> I mean, it gives you, it gives you a joy. Like I did this. So yeah, it's definitely motivating and keeps your blood going. So in 2020, you said you've already got a whole bunch plotted out, um, including the, yes. the ultra beast down in Utah. What other races are we going to be expecting to see you at? Um, well, my first, very first race, I don't know. I know there's a few beasts that have already signed up, but it's definitely south. I'm going to Chino to do the SoCal Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then my next race, I still don't have anything for February. Um, cause the races that are happening are on Valentine weekend and I'll get in trouble if I go somewhere. <laughs> but there, there is in a, March, I'm a, uh, let me, I was going to interject there. There is a non Spartan race in California in February. I don't know if you saw me posting about it. The Grit OCR. Do you ever want to check out? Yeah, I out? saw Grit and then the Epic ones too. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm. So here, let me, let me rewind. I have a fear of flying, and uh, well, I won't say fear, but I've, I've had anxiety since 2004. And it's been jumping, like going on an airplane, the idea, or on a roller coaster, which is weird because my first flight was to the Philippines. Um, but ever since then, my mind and my thoughts for doing races has always been somewhere where I can drive to. Um, but after the Sacramento Super Weekend, uh, that was my birthday weekend, and my buddies, um, ha- they have a six-passenger plane, a little small plane, and they... I won't say forced me, but they encouraged me to get in and fly to the mountains, um, and I did it. So I'm hoping with me able to do that, that I'm going to get on this plane to go to Chino. And if that is successful and I don't have a panic attack and freak out everyone in the airport, <laughs> it's going to open up doors for me to travel to multiple races that I can afford a lot of the Seattle ones and uh, I'm just, I'm hoping, you know, everything goes well, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on in my head though. Driving to all those California races or Utah or, you know, there's the Vermont races. A lot of people talk about going to Killington and stuff. You know, if you don't fly, that can be pretty tough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, for me to fly to the Utah race is only like five and a half hours. So that is perfect. Even Seattle, um, it's, you know, seven and a half, eight hours. And that's if you're going straight. And I, you know, I can do those. Um, it is tough, but I do have plan. I'm, I'm going to be doing the, um, I'm going to be doing the ghost. I'm excited for that. I'm actually trying to get a group of six guys to join me from out here um, in Boise. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that one because just the time frame and just what, uh, the the idea of it and the I don't know because I'm a big kid and I do youth ministry and so we play capture the flag all the time and scavenger hunts and um, this is like your adult version. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm sure you probably listened to our recap on ghosts from last year, but it was uh, described as a giant choose your own adventure race. Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I listened to it and I kept going back to looking at other people's response about. Um, their experience and I've asked people. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, and then I have signed up for a, a local half marathon here in April in Boise. Um, and then the week right after 
um, I'm going to be doing the Summit to Swamp. So I've never done that. Um, I just hear it's uh, muddy. <laughs> the uh, Summit to Swamp out at Hazel Anna's property. Um, it's a lot of fun. A lot of the obstacles are um, permanent fixture built. So they're a little more sturdy than some of the stuff where you'd go to like a Spartan where they got to put it up and tear it down in a week. So a lot of the things right. are a little more permanent there. And uh, you know, the last few months, there's been a lot of, of uh, beast OCR announcements where we're partnering up with, with Hazel Anna and her family and uh, hosting a lot more races and uh, events down at their property. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's my April. May, uh, the muddy the muddy dash in Portland or Washougal. I don't know why they call it Portland if it's in Washington. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Right. Uh, you now they they call that uh, Mar- marketing. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, the, the even the terrain race down in Sherwood. I mean, that was another almost hour south of Portland or whatever. So it's not really Portland either. Right, it's like the Boise Sprint. It's in Payette, which is an hour away, but. Yeah, June, Boise Sprint, July, Ultra Beast. I might do the trail for my recovery if I'm not dead. <laughs> um, August, I don't have a race in August. I might be doing a summer camp with my youth group. But in September, I have planned to do the Tough Mudder, which I've never done a Tough Mudder. So this year's a year for new things. Uh, Ambassador, and then I have a lot of new races that I want to do. Uh, you're going to come to the Tough Mudder over here in uh, Black Diamond, Washington? That's the one on the 19th, yeah. Awesome. You'll uh, probably yep. see Pretty Mike, myself, Hammer, and both of the Fix will probably all be at that race. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. been watching some videos of their obstacles. I'm looking forward to getting electrocuted. Um <laughs> But. Yeah, it's funny. The electrocution is actually the the only reason that Pretty Mike would never do that race. And then oh, uh, really? I don't so I don't know if you saw the video of me dancing behind him and making fun of him and grabbing his leg to make sure he got shocked extra. But uh, <laughs> that awesome. was a lot of fun. Yeah, Ryan Fick was recording with my my phone while we were going through the uh, the crawling electrical one, and I'm just sitting there standing up dancing and getting shocked while he's down there you know you see him take like two or three uh, military style crawls and then you see him flinch when he gets shocked and then another one that <laughs> i grab his leg and shock him and you know it's just a lot of fun um even like the the arctic enema where they've got the ice water that you have to crawl basically it's like a dunk wall with uh with ice so it's a really really is it as really... cold as tahoe's lake <laughs> i would assume it is not um I didn't get to go into Tahoe's Lake. I've heard a lot of stories about it. And then, of course, the episode that was just aired a couple of weeks ago with Candace talking about the effects of Tahoe. Yeah, I, I listened to that one. Yep. But, yeah, uh, I did the Tahoe um, two years ago, and that was something that I was not looking forward to doing. And then I got to the to the lake, and I stared at it for a minute, and I just said, what the heck, let's go. <laughs> well, the lake cold. I think it was two years ago, I was talking to another racer that did that one, and you you did the swim in the lake, and then you had to run up the ski slope to the top of the hill, and the wind was just blowing on you the whole way. Was yeah, that, that one? It, it sure was. That's the one, yep. And then you have the bucket carry right after that, too. 
I was prepared yeah. though. I had a windbreaker and I warmed up pretty pretty quick. And yeah, it was good. That's awesome. Speaking of buckets, have you done your bucket mile yet? Not yet. Um, I actually, I don't have a bucket, but I do have a 75 pound medicine ball or not medicine ball, Atlas kit, Atlas ball. So I was thinking of using that if, if it counts and doing that. Ball, bucket, they're similar. I'm sure, I'm sure if <laughs> you ask the, that's uh, the challenge beat. master. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see if Albert loans me a bucket. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Um, this last weekend, uh, I hosted the bucket mile over at Pretty Mike's house and uh, put together seven buckets, you know, men's, women's, and uh, the modified bucket, as I called it, for the people that couldn't quite do that weight. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun and I'm actually going to be hosting two more bucket miles, uh, one more at pretty Mike's house and then another one at a park. So I, I can't just, I can't just do it once. I got to do it three times cause I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good way to get people all together, you know, <laughs> meet up again. So yeah, I, I would like to get, uh, some of the beasts out here to get together and do it. Maybe I'll talk to Albert, see if we can do it pretty soon. We're, well, we're not. Hopefully, we're not getting snow, but either way, it'd be fun. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, however, how if I feel good enough after that race, the next week I'm. I was convinced by a buddy of mine to do the Tahoe Beast, which I most likely will do after Tough Mudder and jump in that water again. <laughs> well, nothing better than getting soaked. Um, talking about okay. snow, one of one of our beasts, uh, Brandy Conlin. I don't know if you caught on the Beast OCR feed there that she did her bucket mile up in the snow in Alberta. Oh man, I don't know if I can one up that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. brutal in the snow. Yeah, I thought it was bad enough uh, that it was nice and too warm down here, actually in Washington. Uh, I, I I don't know if you guys are getting hit with this Pineapple Express like we just got hit last week, but we got. You know, three inches of rain in 12 hours and in 50-degree weather in the middle of winter. Oh, well. No, they, they're saying this is another record-breaking heat for the hottest has been for the winter time. I mean, we were supposed to get snow tonight and tomorrow, but that's it. So we might have a white Christmas. And now, a word from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. So a little bit about yourself. You said that you're a youth pastor and that you're involved in a bunch of stuff like that. One of the things that the Beasts pride ourselves on is giving back to the community, and it sounds like you possibly were doing that even before. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a youth uh, pastor, um, but I, I assist the youth pastor. I've been involved in youth ministry for a very long time, <laughs> 20 years now almost, 19 years, 19 years. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I assist in the youth group. I help do um, winter and summer camps. And just, you know, anytime there's a need, I try to be available. I also play in the worship team for our church, me and my wife, and I lead the worship team for the youth. Um, but yeah, I've always, I've always had a, um, what's the word? I've always wanted to be involved in my community, um, no matter where I was. When in California, when I lived in Riverside, I was involved with a, 
a nonviolent um, prevention organization called People Reaching Out. And then um, when I got married, me and my wife were working with a youth ministry called Youth for Truth. And then uh, we moved to Idaho. And ever since we moved here, I got involved with the youth ministry out here. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a part of my life. So that's why like a lot of the races, uh, I have to plan it out in advance and then also make sure it doesn't um, conflict with any events that are already happening. Um, that's like the, the Montana race. Um, it's, it's under a weekend where we have a big event going on. And I would love to go, but I have already set that date um, to help out with it. But yeah, I, I, I've I've even contemplated before, like wanting to run for some <laughs> some part in government in my in my city in in California, but it never worked out. Um, but yeah, I've always been involved. I've um, you know. It's it's not fun if you don't help other people out, and there's people always that are in need, and if you have it, help them out, you know. And that's kind of the thing. If if you if you're blessed with so much, you know, you got to share. And yeah, the passion for giving back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of went through your race series for next year, and we've talked a little bit about your history. Um, aside from bringing the beasts together. And posting on social media, what else do you have going on outside of outside of racing? I guess uh, sounds like you got a lot going on. <laughs> um, outside of racing, um, um, you know, try to spend as much time, as free time with my family. We we try to set dates for movie nights or just family nights on Tuesdays. And um, sometimes I just I can fill up the calendar, and um, I I gotta hit the brake sometimes. But I'm I'm a person that if someone asks me for help, like or to be involved with certain things, I I, I used to always say yes, and now I'm learning to pull back a little bit. But other than racing, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I work for Coca Cola, so I'm I'm busy during the day, and um, after that, it's it's just home with my boys, my wife, uh, and then. You know, we don't have any family that lives in Idaho, so we uh, just try to do what we can out here. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, no, being involved with community like you are, that's a great way to, to hopefully your family. It sounds like your wife is for sure out there with you, but uh, it's a great way to, to be involved and to meet people in an area where you don't have family. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, my wife doesn't do any of the obstacle course races, but she definitely supports me in it. And I I think sometimes um, I I, uh, I ask too much of her for me to go and do them, <laughs> and and I'll say hey there's a there's another race that I might want to do, <laughs> and you know I just I I, I got to slow down, but that's you know racing is kind of like it it it's it's part of you you know once you start doing it like I, you're addicted and. I mean, one day maybe maybe I would like to be at that point where I can I can actually race in the age group or you know something where I can actually compete. But right now I'm just having fun. Um, I've you know one of the guys actually really uh, like Doug um, from BSOCR. You know Doug Doug Arndt uh, has inspired me in so many ways. Um, just because he 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 goes out there and he does them. 
and he doesn't quit and he's there helping people and he's there to support them. Even if he's so tired, um, he will still stay on the track and the course with you. And that, that's something that I really appreciate and, and I look up to, you know, like I, I would like to kind of be the same and, and at that age, you know, cause me and Doug, we're, we're, we're a couple of years apart from each other. <laughs> but, you know, I would like, at, when I'm his age, I would like to be doing as many races that he's doing and, um, you know, continuing just being involved. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely addicting. And with my boys, you know, one's 9 and 15, they're, they got a long ways to go. They got time. And so I want to be able to, to outdo them still <laughs> as, as much as I can until they beat me. And they'll podium. All right. So, sorry about that. Got a little disturbed there with a kid talking to me. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, one my of the kid knocking on the door. That was literally what I just I put you on mute, and uh, my daughter was talking to me also. Um, <laughs> one of the things that uh, I I think all the hosts are now starting to ask: Do you have a favorite obstacle? Favorite obstacle? Yeah. Um, I have. So, can you have two? <laughs> you can have as many as you'd like, I, I guess. guess. I mean, my my favorite one is the rope climb, and the only reason, well, one of the main reasons is because that was my first obstacle that I was able to do, and it took me so long just to get up to arm length up. And you know, I don't think I failed any since I've started the Spartan races, and it it's cool. Like, and you just go up there and. Um, you're, you know, a short fat guy and you're climbing up the rope and all these younger guys or fit guys can't do it. <laughs> um, it, it, it kind of makes you feel like, oh, sweet. I, I did something that fit people can't do. <laughs> I don't know. That might sound mean, but it, it just gets me excited. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The, the rope <laughs> climb is like the one thing that I still just cannot get the mechanics of my feet to get up it. Yeah, that's the thing. You lock in that seat mechanics, the technique. Um, it, it's like a hundred times easier, uh, especially when the rope is wet. You got that good lock with your feet. Um, the wet, the wetness isn't that much of a factor. But yeah, that that rope climb and then the spear throw. Uh, I just get excited throwing that spear. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in war. Or I'm in, you know. I'm going at someone and you're, <laughs> you're tossing that spear. I think I've only missed it once out of nine times. And uh, that's actually really, really good to only miss it uh, once out of nine times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my buddy, my buddy, he, uh, that's the only one that he always misses. Um, well, recently he just, he finally got it, but he would always say, man, I've done everything, but I always missed the spear throw. And I'm like, well, I did it again. <laughs> but. Yeah, those are the fun ones. So the opposite like question: what's what's Which what's the bane? Yeah, what's the bane of Mario's existence? <sighs> the multi rig. It's like I said, it's that transition uh, from the rings. For some reason, I cannot like I can do monkey bars, no problem. But when it's the rings, I think it's just because you're not you're not stationed because you're, you're it's it's constantly moving. I can't I can't swing from one to the other. Uh, I even tried a technique where I, I have both hands on a ring and I, I'd put two hands on one ring and then try to get to the other. And I just, yeah, I've done it once. I've completed it one time. Um, 
yeah, the worst time was of, in Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, it, your hands right. couldn't even open, I'm guessing, right? Well, no, it was because the multi-rig was the very last obstacle, too. And so you're right there, and everyone's right there. It, it was a world champion uh, 2018, and it was the last obstacle. And so I'm like, sweet, I'm almost done. I only failed two obstacles. So I'm here, and I'm swinging. I get to the to the straight bar, and then from the straight bar to the other set of rings, and I just eat it. And everyone's right there like, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was, was kind of glad. Uh, last couple Spartans I did, they had the uh, – the Herc hoist was kind of that last one. It's like, woohoo, I don't have to, to fall off the multi-rig or do a whole bunch of burpees in front of people because this is something I can do. <laughs> yeah, the Herc hoist is a cool one just because you get to do your strength, you know. All right, I'm, I'm a strong guy. I'm going to pull this sucker down. Yeah, that one, that one builds up the confidence. Yeah, I like watching when you get those little skinny true athletes that uh, – can't even get it up because it weighs more than they do. It's fun to watch, actually, uh, <laughs> watching the, the championships and, and, like, the women's division. You know, a lot of them don't even weigh as much as what they're doing, and they just got to lay down right. and put a foot up and pull, and that's a lot of a lot of strength that they have to use there. Yep. Yeah, definitely. You have to do that. You're exerting so much energy. got to preserve. So we kind of went over your favorites and least favorites and talked about the beasts. Is there anything uh, in particular you want to say to the listeners out there in BeastNet land? Um, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited that um, you guys elected me to be an ambassador. Uh, I'm going to do my best to promote, to be out there, to be a face. Um, I definitely want to meet new people. I, I, w- I would like to connect with the ambassadors from this year and just to, you know, pick their brains and things that they did that were you know, getting people together. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this year. Um, you know, it's, it's a privilege to, to be a part of a, an organization that, you know, does good in that, um, uh, definitely about community and getting people together. And, you know, I, I we just need to in, uh, encourage each other, um, to just continue to, to uh, do our best and keep moving forward. Um, you know, I always tell the kids, you know, when we, when we fail, we going through trials, you know, the best thing is just to get up and learn from it. And the same with obstacle courses is when you, you mess up or you fail, you know, you just get up and you learn from it. And I think being part of a, this team, you know, is a great way to do that is to encourage each other and um, just help each other out. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a good year. Uh, I'm also scared <laughs> just from the new races I'm going to be doing. And I've never ran more than 15 miles. Uh, so when I throw on this ultra beast, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be needing a lot of my uh, East OCR team member supports as well. And uh, I just think it's a great, it's a great thing, you know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to just have a body of people that work together and have the same goals is to, to get through one obstacle one day at a time. And, um, that's the cool thing about this. And so, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Um, please reach out to me too, uh, here in Idaho and, you know, we want to do a meetup. Uh, that's, that's something that I would love to do. If not once a month, you know, once a quarter or every other month to do a trail run or something. I mean, I'll, I'll travel, you know, and do some outside. I, I posted and I, I noticed there are some people from Nampa and, uh, Meridian and 
you know, we, we need to get together. So I'm excited. And yeah. Yeah. That'll be, be awesome to, to get the Idaho beast crew out there and a little more active as a group. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I'm going to challenge you because I, I've challenged the beasts this year, we brought back beasts for a cause. And in the first year that we did it back in 2018, I believe we had five people earn that patch. I'd love to see okay. 20, I'd love to see 20% of the beasts. That is a crazy Ooh. number. That's 400 people. So hopefully over in All Idaho, right. you can help organize and get these guys out there. Um, I'm putting together some information on ways that we can all give back in our communities that uh, I'm working with Adam and hopefully we'll get that out to you guys also, but there's always the basics of trail repair, donating to the homeless, polar plunge. I'm sure you guys have a polar plunge over there. Nothing better than going (laughs) and getting really, really cold for a great cause. (laughs) Yeah, I I accept. Uh, I accept. And uh, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I like I like definitely doing things for a cause. So um, let's do it. Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beasts 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beasts OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beasts OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastsocr.org.